Welcome to That's Orgasmic, a podcast discussing the orgasmic and not-so-orgasmic moments of all things sex, relationships, and mental health. I am your host, Emily Duncan, and I'm a sexologist who provides online sex coaching sessions to help you cultivate sexual wellness. Today, I'm joined with Susan Braddon, who is an intimacy expert to millions and a champion advocate for all those who desire passion their whole life long. So welcome to That's Orgasmic. I am so happy to be here. I'm having an orgasm right now. Um, (laughs) Are you able to tell the listeners a bit about yourself and how you've gotten into the work that you do? Sure, sure. Yeah. uh, So my name is Susan Bratton, Intimacy Expert to Millions, and I run two companies. One is Personal Life Media. We have the Better Lover and Steamy Sex Ed brands of passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills. I have uh, written 44 books in the last two decades on passionate lovemaking, hot sex, and how to know what you want and ask for it. And uh, I also have another company called The 20, and that is Sexual Vitality Supplement. So I have vitamins with libido botanicals built in. I have a blood flow supplement, and I'm about to launch a sexual vitality bar, a whole food, healthy protein bar, energy bar that actually supports your libido and blood flow. So you can come better, longer, and harder. (laughs) Amazing. I know, so fun. And then um, I have been doing this for a couple of decades, but I got into it in my 40s, my early 40s, because my husband and I had kind of hit a critical point in our relationship where I'd been basically fucking him for 12 years and never had an orgasm from it. And I really just didn't want to keep doing it. And he was like, well, we got to fix that. (laughs) And so we did some, I did some trauma healing, which was really helpful. We took a lot of sex workshops and we did a lot of personal growth. We got really honest with each other and we started the expanded orgasm practice, which I'd actually like to tell you about. And that really just changed everything. My sexuality, not just awakened and blossomed. It was like a megaton volcanic eruption to go through, you know, into other galaxies. And I was like, holy shit, you learn a couple things and this happens. I got to tell everybody about this. And we were Silicon Valley tech executives. And we're like, let's get sex workshops on the internet. And so we've been doing that for two decades, basically online home study or home play courses that help singles and couples have advanced orgasmic skills. I'm an orgasmonaut, Emily. That's what I call myself, like an an orgasmic astronaut that goes to the far reaches of our orgasmic potential. I study human orgasmic potential and I start at ground zero, which is my own body. That's how I learned that our body has 20 different ways to orgasm, both the male and female body um, or the penis owning vulva owning body. And um, I've started looking at, I've started working in the fields of orgasmic activation, orgasmic cross training. And my 44th book that is, um, I don't, I publish my own work and I give a lot of my work away. And um, the techniques for that are at orgasmicintercourse.com because 
I really feel like so many people think sex is is intercourse when it's so much more. I hate the notion mm -hmm. of foreplay and, and sex because that's just yeah. bullshit, right? It's all sex. Intercourse isn't the goal, but it's my favorite part of sex, but only by like a tiny little smidge. But because I struggled with it and I know so many people do, you know, the orgasm gap from Dr. Lori Mintz, I want to cross that gasm chasm. I want to close that gap by teaching people how to have orgasmic intercourse that is going to suit the vulva owner, the vagina owner specifically, because basically men are just masturbating inside us because they don't know how to fuck. And we don't know, they don't know, porn doesn't show it, movies don't show it. And so ah, that's what I'm trying to teach people is how to have massively orgasmic intercourse without even touching the tip of your clit. Because your clit is wrapped around your vagina. Mm -hmm. So um, the engorgement and a lot of different techniques really help people start to become able to not just have one orgasm, but to basically just becoming the whole time they're within each other. And so that is such a beautiful part of heterosexual sex anyway. And it can be equally as good using a strap-on that mm -hmm. it really feels like I could teach you a lot of oral techniques. I could teach you a lot of yoni massage, lingam massage, which I've done a million times. But now I just really, people think they know how to fuck. I yeah. mean, they are not even in kindergarten with regard to intercourse. And so I'm really appreciative of the opportunity to kind of wake people up to like, oh, okay, there's more. Tell me more. <laughs> Yeah, and there is so much fucking more out there. <laughs> like, everybody's yeah. idea of sex is so small and often so close-minded, which isn't their fault, but there is so much more out there. Yeah. And I love hearing about even just your journey there. Like, the fact that you started, you know, it's come from a place of you were looking for this yourself, which I feel yeah. like so many people in this industry, that's how we fall into it. Exactly. Because we see that gap, we have that personal experience. And I feel like a lot of people would relate that they, you know, that experience of not orgasming for such a long period of your life or with, a, you know, a particular partner and especially during penetrative sex because obviously the way that it typically goes and if it's penis and vagina isn't, you know, isn't really centered around the vulva owner's pleasure and being able to reach an orgasm. So, um, orgasms, reach orgasms. Yeah, yeah, orgasm orgasms. The whole time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Why we set um, up such a low bar for ourselves, like the one and done is just like completely like underperforming. You know, what I like to do is the reason I call myself an orgasmonaut is because I go to the far reaches of orgasmic outer space and I come back with the map to the territory with the steps. So you know what to do and you know what is possible. The knowing what is possible is half of it. It's like, oh, I could have 20 kinds of orgasms. Another thing that's really interesting too, Em, is that women generally are like, I'm going to have all of them. And men are like, nah, I'm good. They've got the one and done ejaculatory orgasm. And that's like, there's 19 more, dude. And so yeah. um, it's just really expanding people's understanding of what's possible helps them begin to achieve it.
No, absolutely. And I 100% agree. Like when you say that, you know, people often, they just have that goal to just hit that one and not even experience in different ways. And like, I know so many, like I'm only 23, but I know so many of my friends who haven't even orgasmed and they're okay with that. Like they've been with their partners for years and they're like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, sex is good enough. And I'm like, but if only you knew. And then beyond the orgasms and like the multiple orgasms and the same with penis owners, I don't think I've met a like somebody who isn't in the sexuality field I haven't met a penis owner who is looking beyond the orgasm they know like I don't even think they're really aware of it older men are starting to look at prostate orgasms because they're starting to be aware that they're going to have prostate problems and they're like what can I or they want peace about orgasms that they want blended you know penis and prostate orgasms they're doing that some men are really just looking for stamina techniques but then they realize they can become multi-org they can take an stamina all the way to multi-orgasmic full body heart connected energy orgasms and they're like holy shit okay oh all right i'll try so you know i never try to convince those people who are like i'm fine um you can't do that they won't that you can't convert them um they they just they, they're not drawn to it or whatever i like to help what i call the sexual seekers the people who are like i know there's more and those people are hungry. They know that personal growth is and sexual growth, their personal growth mindset oriented. They want to learn new things. They know learning helps them expand. Why wouldn't it help their sex life? Those are my people um, that I can help them. I'm not, I'm not here to convince anybody to come. Like, if you don't want to come, okay, I'll have all the comes because I'm having all the comes. Mm-hmm. And I'm 62 years old, having the best sex of my life. My vagina, my vulva is gorgeous. I'm just having incredible, incredible sexual experiences. I'm having so much fun. And if you don't want to do that, it's okay with me. Go ahead. I'll, I'll just take all the comes. I love that (laughs) we need to be selfish with our sexuality we need to be selfish (laughs) it's not even selfish it makes us more loving more kind more Mm. empowered more confident more zesty and vitality we look younger I mean frequent intimacy and I use the word intimacy Emily because when I say sex people think intercourse and they're like you're going to tell me 3 times a week and I'll look 10 years younger I don't know I'm not sure I even want to have I don't want to get fucked that much and it's like because you're not having great orgasms because you don't know how to fuck if you knew how to do it you'd want sex so I have to say intimacy as to not even scare you away. Like, oh, maybe if I got hugged three times a week, I'll look younger. I might be able to be able to do that. And then I'm like, aha, now what about if there was more than a hug? <laughs> yeah, let's expand on it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but so many people do that. He sex three times a week and it instantly makes them be like, oh, no, like I don't, I don't want to, you know, it's too much for them or they don't want to, you know, if I, you know, start having sex three times a week with my partner, they're going to want it even more. And, you know, they already want it too much. You know, you hear these things where like, people, are, you know, they start to fear it and it's like it becomes like a duty, a chore. Yeah. And I one thing I did want to talk about today was I guess our sexuality as we – I guess move through our life and as we age and especially like as I said earlier like I'm 23 I know about it as a sexologist but nobody tells you what to expect nobody tells you you know you see the bad like I you know all the messages that I get as I've you know age has been like you know your sex life is done once kids or your sex life is done after <laughs> menopause or you know that all these things but then we're also not talking about things like vaginal atrophy and things that can happen to our bodies that 
you know, was so important. It wasn't until I came off the pill, the hormonal contraception pill and started having vaginal atrophy, got, got a prolapse, had all these things happen. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why has nobody told me about this? Mm -hmm. And why aren't we talking about this? Even doctors or just as, you know, women or vulva owners, like, why are we not, you know, supporting each other? So Mm -hmm. I would love, I guess, first maybe even like if you're comfortable sharing like your own experience of your sexuality throughout your lifetime obviously you kind of shared a bit on it um with your like husband and how that's evolved but yeah I guess just start there and guess where we go sure um well you know I I've always I've always loved sex I've always wanted good sex I've had a lot of partners and I'm glad I have. And um, I'm going to keep having more. And I'm open to more. Part- Lately, I've been just really um, having great experiences with people. But what I do is, if I'm going to be intimate with someone, so I have a husband and I have a boyfriend. And I also have another boyfriend. And I have a girlfriend. And I have um, another another man who I have had a few sessions with recently, but if you're not fluid bonded in my poly group, then I, you have to take STI tests every time you want to be intimate with me. I just have this list of a dozen STI tests that are required to be intimate with me and um, to keep all of my lovers safe. And my lovers have some, have lovers as well and they're also fluid bonded to the group even though we don't make love with them and so that's kind of how i get my various experiences and one of the things that i really like about that is that you have different experiences with every partner and each partner increments your knowledge and they have different skills and body dynamics and desires and experiences and they bring all of that into your lovemaking with them so it's really really nice and i recently did um something that was that i always wanted to do which was i had my husband and my two boyfriends and we had a foursome we had a couple of them And that was really fun. I was the woman with three other guys and they're all straight, but they're friends and they love each other. And it was just this super fun time that we had. And I, I, it was the first time I'd ever had anal, oral and vaginal simultaneously, which apparently is called an airtight, but I bet that's a porn term. Mm. And I don't like, I don't like porn terms because I don't like pornography. I feel like pornography is generally just so degrading to women. It doesn't depict the female arousal um, pattern. It's, um, you know, it's really there primarily for men to masturbate to. And Mm -hmm. that's fine, but people think that's what sex is like. And I basically rail against that because my, my style of teaching is heart connected, conscious, passionate, lovemaking. It's not friction. I like to transform friction into connection. And so what I, what I really, really love is being able to have these incredible experiences with my safe lovers who all have their skills. One of them is incredible at yoni massage and has just like this most magnificent penis. One of them is they all have magnificent penises, but they didn't always. And I want to tell you about that. Yeah. Um, 
they one of them ha is really good at kissing and can give me the most incredible breast gasms and is also very good at intercourse and another one is my ass man like i am loving anal sex at 62 like i have never loved it because i'm with a guy who's just like really good at it and i cannot believe how like delicious it is and I just love having this, you know, orchestra of lovers that can pleasure me with all of their skills and talents. That's really incredible. So I have to keep their packages in good shape and I have to keep mine in good shape. So we do a lot of regenerative therapies. And, you know, I, one of my hashtags is ageless sexuality. And I like that because I want people to understand that your sex life is meant to last your whole life long. You're not meant to give up sex when you've had children or when you've gone through menopause. None of those, none of those are reasons to give it up. Your libido and desire are they're the other side of the same coin as your health, your overall health. So if you don't, if you're not healthy, if you're eating ultra processed foods and you're not moving your body and you're, you know, basically those two things, you're going to get sick and then you're not going to want to have sex. But it's not really tied to hormone estrogen diminishment. Other than that, you do, as you noticed when you went off the birth control pills, when you take an estrogen dip, you can have atrophy. And so atrophy is one of the things you must reverse in midlife and beyond. You have to keep fighting against the aging. And what I like to do is my current stack, I call it a stack, that's a biohacking, a sexual biohacking term. So these are things that you do in concert, in, together, that all work to reverse atrophy and keep your vagina lubricating your your labia and your clitoral structures your urethral structure your perineal structures all like full of blood and really healthy tissue and helps you keep your orgasm orgasmic intensity strong helps you reverse incontinence that comes with the the dropping of gravity of the mm. pelvic musculature and so what i like is i take an, an organic nitric oxide supplement on it every day to replace my nitric oxide stores, even though I eat a lot of leafy green vegetables and I don't use an antibacterial mouthwash and I don't take acid blockers. I, you still, our food supply, even when I buy organic, doesn't have as much nitrates in it as it used to. So um, the soils are getting depleted. And so taking a nitric oxide supplement keeps the blood pumping. Your, your genital system works on blood, hemodynamics. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I do Femi Waves. Femi Wave and Gains Wave for men is, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a company spokesperson for them. And I went to them and I said, I love this so much. I want to tell the world about it. So that's full disclosure. I'm an active and fanatic advocate for them. And the, what it does is it sends these little acoustic waves into the genital tissue and stimulates new tissue growth. So it reverses atrophy, it gets the vascularization, which then 
supports the nerve growth out to the edges of all of the vulva, the vagina, and the penis prostate. And what that does is it keeps everything youthful and healthy. And then I also like pumping. I'm using a penis pump, a vacuum erection device for men, using a lady pump, a vulva and clitoral pump for women that draws the blood into that tissue and flushes it with oxygen and healing factors that accelerates the return to function or pushes away the atrophy that happens with aging. And I like red light device. There's a red light device. I don't think they sell it in Australia. I know you can get it in mm. Canada, Europe, and America, but I don't think they're in Australia yet. It's the vagina device that uses red light and you put that in your vagina and it stimulates mitochondrial growth so that you're generating new tissue so it doesn't atrophy and prolapse and give you all those problems. Mm. So these things are, and then of course, hormone replacement. I take estrogen intravaginally. I put testosterone on my clitoris. I take progesterone sublingually. Uh, my male partners supplement with the ones who need it, supplement with testosterone. And it is just, honestly, my vulva is more massively orgasmic, more luscious, more responsive, more activated than it was in my 20s when I was your age. It is luscious. And so when you are activating all of that tissue and you're bringing in blood flow and you're solo pleasuring and you're having sex and you know doing all the things, it, you, you just keep getting better and better in bed rather than worse and worse, which is what most people's mindset is. So there is hope, Emily. <laughs> you yeah, got absolutely. years and years and years of great sex ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> as do I. Um, yeah, absolutely. I know we just aren't really taught like how to care for our genitals and oh, to do so in a yeah, and to do so in a way to I guess promote our sexuality. You know, like sure we might get told, you know, S you know, STI tests or this and that in like that aspect, but not actually how to boost our sexuality to, you know, make sure our, you know, we're maximizing our pleasure, having all the nerves, making, you know, and all nice and plump and, you know, just feeling good. So it's nice to actually have a conversation about that because I feel like most people don't even know what's out there for that or it's even options. I am like the queen of penis pumps. I've written a guide called the pumping guide. You should download it. It's at pumpingguide.com mm -hmm. and read it. I'll send you a pump if you want me to. I We ship to Australia. I'm partnered with the Kaplan company. They're my two kind of brands yeah. that I talk about. And um, penis pumping, I mean, all women want to be thin and rich. All men mm -hmm. want to have a big dick. Yeah. And it's just how we are. And so I, women can get boob jobs and they're not even healthy. When a man pumps yeah. his penis, he's literally just using a vacuum to draw blood. So he increases his blood carrying capacity and generates new tissue growth. And what it does is it helps him feel more confident. He loves the way his penis looks. His orgasms are better. He can literally grow his penis in a year, 20 to 25% by consistent pumping. And then it's, it's just like a muscle. It's like when you work mm -hmm. out, like I've got a nice meaty bicep here. And if I stop working out for a month or two and I just go back, it pops right back up again. It's like, you've got to maintain your gains, but once you get them, they're there. You've made, you've 
sculpted your body. So the thing is, guys buy Chinese novelty items off of, you know, whatever, Amazon.com here, and they don't have a protocol. They don't know what to do. They overpump. They hurt themselves. They go, this is a piece of shit. And then they give it up. And so mm -hmm. I, with my, with my credibility, I can go on to podcasts and say, look, if you want a bigger penis, that is your right. And everybody wants a bigger penis. That's normal. You are normal. And not only that, but when you pump, you're not just doing enlargement. What you're doing is keeping atrophy at bay. You're taking care. It's self-care down there. You're, mm -hmm. you are taking care of your penis so that your partners can have pleasure. And so you can have good sex. That's going to make you extend your sex span. So you've heard about your health span. Like, you know, you've got longevity. Okay. I want to live a long time but I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to be an old crotchety old person. Well, th then you're just like, okay, so I want to extend my health span, not just to be older. Well, I say you should be thinking about extending your sex span because your sex span actually directly contributes to your health span and your longevity. The longer you can keep having great intimate relations, the better off you are as you age, the vascular event, the rebooting of your nervous system, the neurotransmitters, the, the hormones you create, the oxytocin tocin you generate that makes you annoyed with people less. That alone lowers your stress and makes you live longer. So mm. all this stuff works together, all this, bi this sexual biohacking, this anti-aging, this regenerative therapy, it's all helping us live a longer, happier life and getting out of that mindset that we're just going to age and everything's going to go to hell. Mine's not going to hell. Mine's better than ever. Yeah, I'd be interested to know more about like uh like the penis pumping like regime that's because you know how like I heard you mention there that people often you know they just try and they don't know how to actually you know go yeah. about it properly. What I guess is like the typical like recommended way to to approach it. Yeah, it's super easy. So um, the pump that I use is called the Whopper. That's the one I recommend, and it's at PumpsWork.com. The pumping guide is at PumpingGuide.com. So you just listen now and know that you can go download the stuff and find it afterward. Basically what you want to do is you, you want to look at this as like, okay, in the next 10 months to a year, I want to grow 20 to 25% in overall penile volume. I want to increase my vascularization. I'd like to get veins and capillaries really showing all over my penis. That's a sign of health. We gals like a veiny cock and you want to pump a minimum of two times a week. You can pump every other day, but it's just like bodybuilding where you need your recovery day. So you can do your, your arms one day, your legs the next day, and your dick the third day if you want to, right? You got, you got dick day now instead of just leg day and arm day or, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you pump and the Whopper is a dual cylinder system. There's a larger cylinder in which your testicles and penis go in, and that tugs on the suspensory ligament that gives you a little drop so that your penis looks longer. Then you, um, you pump up to different pressures over, over the course of the period. You, you start low, and then you can slowly add pressure over the weeks and months. You don't want to overpump because you're going to stretch that penis skin out and stretch out the tunica albuginea, and then that's going to be like floppy and bruised, and it's not going to make you mm -hmm. any bigger. Guys, 
you know, their natural inclination because their testosterone dominant is, you know, balls to the wall. I'm just going to pump to level 11. I'll deal with the pain because I want the gain. That's the opposite of how you actually make your penis bigger faster. That's counterproductive. So you take the first cylinder, you put it on, you lube, you lube it, you lube your cock, you stick your balls and your dick in there and you slowly pump it to the desired pressure and you hold and maintain that for 10 minutes. You release, you massage your penis, you get the second cylinder, it's a two cylinder system, smaller cylinder, you, you put your penis in that, you pump it up again and you hold it for 10 minutes and then you release, massage, pump again, release. And when you release, you, you, you slide on a lasso, a cock ring, a leather strap to trap the blood in at the end. And when you trap the blood in at the end, what you've done is those three pumps have have pulled the tunica albuginea. They've pulled in more blood than your penis has normally had. And what it does is it allows you to expand the blood carrying capacity of your penis. That does neurogenesis. It, it generates the new tissue and it, it holds it there. So it kind of gets used to being that big. And then you mm -hmm. release and don't ejaculate for a few hours after you do it, or you kind of whoosh all the blood out and then you, wasted your time. And so I think ejaculating on your non pumping days is probably a better thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then you do that, you know, a couple of times a week, very religiously, very consistently, as consistently as you can. And you'll start to see that the base starts to get girthy of your shaft. It starts to fill out. And then slowly that girth just kind of grows up the length of your penis until your entire shaft is big and you've gained length. You can accelerate those gains by adding a traction device. Uh, the one that comes with the pump is called Deep, the ultimate penile extender. You can wear that for half an hour before you start pumping. And you can use a red light wrap around the cylinder for the mitochondrial stimulation and help with recovery to accelerate gains. And that really, really works well. If you've got a lot of atrophy and you can't get hard or stay hard, get shockwave. I know there's not gains wave or femi wave in Australia yet, but I know you have listeners all over the world. Mm. So in the US, you can get gains wave and femi wave and that acoustic wave technology on the penis or on the vulva works very, very well for stimulating micro damage that makes new growth. And then when you combine it with the pump, it pulls the oxygenated healing blood in there and it helps reverse that. Basically what happens is you get plaque in your penile arteries that keeps it from locking the blood into your penis. And that's called venous leak. And it's the most common kind of erectile dysfunction. And it's totally mm. reversible for 90% of guys with gains wave and pumping and nitric oxide. So it's a nice stack that is very easy to do, works like a charm. When you get your gains waves, you get six treatments, two a week, approximately for three weeks. 
it takes about nine to 12 weeks after that for the, all of that angio neurogenesis to work, the new tissue growth. And so once it has a chance to grow, then you see the return of the erectile function. So, you know, it took you years to not get hard. It takes you hmm. only weeks to get it back, which is incredible. Yeah, definitely is. And like so many people wouldn't even be aware of, you know, of these options and that they can do this um, and yeah, to be able to support their own sexuality. And like, as you said, like who doesn't want to support their penis? And I know like every most most penis owners, if not all of them, do want a bigger penis or yeah. it's, you know, something they've, they've desired or thought about. Um, is there anything you think they should look out for if they are doing penis pumping just to be like cautious about um, or, uh, yeah, if that makes sense? Yes, I think I've covered most of them. Don't over pump, watch your pressure, um, you know, don't pump every day, those kinds of things. But I might have forgotten something, but it's all in that pumping guide. I really, yeah. really put everything in there so that a guy would have everything he needs to know to do it safely and have maximum gains in minimum time with zero injury. That's my goal. Mm, yeah another thing I've heard you talk about before because I was listening to a few podcasts oh, good. um is Thank like you. semen retention yeah um and I'm very intrigued about this and I ha also haven't spoken about this on the podcast before are you able to um discuss like you know what this is yeah sure of course yeah uh, almost there's almost nothing you can't throw at me I'm an old lady that's been doing sex yeah. a long time so <laughs> I love it all I go all over the place um sex is a vast landscape isn't it there's so much to know and it's endlessly fascinating I mean I just yeah. have always really enjoyed learning more and more and you know stitching things together and helping people you know get to pleasure faster so semen retention um the interesting thing about semen retention is that it was really created by the Taoists for the Taoist monks for the emperor. And um, basically the emperor had a lot of concubines and he would fuck them all, but not come in them. And that's because he wanted to hold his chi or his energy, his life force and um, live longer. It was a longevity play. And there are some men, it's funny, I, I've actually been on a couple of radio shows in Australia and we, one of them, we had a long conversation about um, guys, a guy called in and he said, when I orgasm and I ejaculate, I cry. Why is this? And it turns out that in one of the universities up north, like um, I think in Queensland University, they did a study about it that um you know people are on the bell curve and there are some men for whom they feel very depleted in ejaculate in ejaculation and other men who want to ejaculate on a daily basis the most common is that a guy will masturbate on a daily or every other day basis they're biologically wired to want to top off their semen keep it fresh and available so they can you know generate their downline um mm. and so for the guys that feel like it's depleting their chi don't ejaculate but for the guys that are like, do I really need to have semen retention? Is it going to benefit me? And it doesn't make them happy. They should not bother. It's very, very individual thing. And it can, and it can ebb and flow throughout a man's life, but there's no reason why you can't ejaculate daily. In addition to that, 
There are over 20 compounds in semen, as noted by Dr. Lindsay Berkson, uh, who wrote a book called Sexy Brain. She's a hormone scholar and one of my friends. And in Sexy Brain, she explains that there are so many beneficial ingredients in semen. There's luteinizing hormone that regulates your menstrual cycle. There's serotonin for mood lifting. There's testosterone for courage and sexual drive. There's zinc for cognitive function. And interestingly enough, recently discovered spermidine, which is something that helps with autophagy, which is turning over and killing off the broken and damaged cells in our body so that we can grow new healthy cells. And we don't have these what are called zombie cells running around that are like the living dead. They're not helping us, but they're taking up space. And so when a, when, a, when a partner ejaculates inside you, they give you a real gift of longevity and health and energy and mood. And that's one of the reasons why sex is a mood lifter. Mm -hmm. So I like to teach men something I call ejaculatory choice. My partner, Jim Benson, and by the way, if you want introductions to any of these people that I'm you know, rattling off, let me know. I'm happy, to, ha happy mm -hmm. to help you with them. They'd like to be on your shows, I'm sure. Um, Jim created a program called Multi-Orgasmic Lover for Men, which teaches a stamina technique called the me breath. And that stands for much ecstasy. And the me breath is basically a three-part technique that helps men gas and break their arousal during intimacy. And I'm not going to say sex. Yes, intercourse, but all of intimacy. And basically what it does is it uses a pelvic rock that relaxes the pelvic musculature because men are so tight. They're like mm. eh, 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 jackhammers. They do not know how to flex and they need to. They need to get that super sexy rock in. That's what makes good fucking one of the things. And um, when they're tight, they come faster. They come before they want to. And then the second thing is, a, a, is like a pubococcygeal muscle squeeze. And you have to get it just right, or you actually accelerate your orgasm rather than retain the ejaculation. And then the third thing is some breath work, deep breath work, which calms the reaction and gets them slowing down. And so that in combination of doing the me breath, if you want that technique and you're listening to this, go to um, freedomaudios.com. It's like ejaculatory freedom. You don't have to worry about coming too fast. Freedomaudios.com where Jim explains everything. It's a free, there's four free downloads. I like to give out the resources as I go so mm -hmm. I don't forget. Um what that does when you learn the me breath is it allows you to gas and break your arousal. You learn it through masturbation and then you can use it during lovemaking and intercourse. And what that does is it gives you the, the ability to come when you want to or when she begs you to, when you've just fucked her so long that she can't come anymore and she needs to take a break and so she wants you to come. And I really love this notion of ejaculatory choice because men can go from there to moving into connecting their heart to their cock, connecting their cock to their brain, having energet, energy orgasms and becoming multi-orgasmic, full body energy orgasm men who can just have tons of orgasms and then ejaculate too. So I just love that whole kind of like ascension model for men's mm. um, 
you know, performance, if you will, but it's not a performance. We don't want them to perform. We want them to drop in, connect with us, be totally present, show their pleasure, you know, not worry about getting hard, get hard, go soft, get hard, go soft, come when they want to, you know, that's, that's when it gets really nice when a guy's just like super fucking calm, dropped in, heart connected, mm. love making, full of pleasure, showing his pleasure. That's what we're looking for. Mm. Do you have any tips for like men dropping into their heart center more during sex and not trying to make it just a performance? Yes. You know, I, I like to think about sex as a mindfulness practice. And for men, you know, they're, they're victims of growing up in our society where we teach them that they can't have emotion. Um, yeah. they, they're either angry or they're victims. And they don't have all the other emotions. They don't get to have those. And so a big part of it is really that what happens is that they're in this packing order where for them, if they're not doing a great job, they're failing. It's very binary for them. They're either up or they're down. They have a packing order. They have a hierarchy where we women, this is Terry Reel's work, Dr. Terry Reel. We're more in a community and collaboration and team orientation. They're more combative and they're trying to one up each other. It's, you know, like that's what they do. It's testosterone, partly and partly culture. And so the issue is that when they feel like they're failing, they, they, they get emotionally upset. And so in sex, when a guy says to me, Oh, her pleasure is my priority. I think, okay, well, that's nice. That's like, that's like kindergarten sex. And I appreciate that you're not like a complete numbskull and you're actually thinking about the woman, but that's not actually doing her any service because she doesn't get the gift of your pleasure because you're so fucking focused on doing her. What button do I push? What dial do I turn? I'm going to make her come. Well, dear, she's going to come if you just slow the fuck down and drop in with her and love her and connect. One of the interesting things is the vagal nerve goes right into our womb. It stops in a man's abdomen. It doesn't connect to his cock. So he's got to make the mind energetic leap between his cock and his heart, he's got to make that happen. It's not automatic for him. Our hearts beat in our wombs. They don't beat in their cock until they connect it. And so it's that mindfulness practice of feeling into love, opening their heart. And the way to feel into love is to give love. Another great Dr. Deborah Annapol, she wrote The Seven Languages. I'm going to give you a big, big reading mm -hmm. list. The Seven yeah, Languages absolutely. of Love, The Seven Laws of Love, I think it was. Um, what Deborah said, and she's passed now, but I was very lucky to have her as a mentor. She said that when you feel lonely and disconnected, start loving, that we actually feel the feeling of love even more while we're loving than we do receiving love. It'll help us begin to receive love and be in love when we start loving. And so this notion that we want to be present with our partner, we want to show them our pleasure, we want to have feel love and have them feel loved means that we have to play that mindfulness practice of pulling ourselves out of the past. Oh God, is this going to happen? Am I going to come too fast again? Or getting us out of the future. Oh God, is she going to come? Is she going to be ha like, let that shit go. 
you're not competing with anyone. That's programming from your culture that's hurting you. Just connect, can touch, use your senses, feel pleasure, see pleasure, look in her eyes, uh, smell her, enjoy her, be right there with her. Calm down and bring yourself back and bring yourself back and bring yourself back. And soon you'll be good at it. You'll the love will be flowing. Your cock will be. One of my techniques is called the heart tongue technique. One of my intercourse techniques, it's one for guys because I, I realized all this, that they didn't have this connection, then they needed to get this connection. And Jim taught me a lot of that too. And um, the, the heart tongue is that guys think about their dick like a piston. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to pound her. I'm going to fuck her. Boom, boom, boom. Well, that's very hard, especially as we age on our vaginal mucosal lining. We don't need all that friction. What we want is our cave to be explored. Our, our vagina, I've got this little balloon here right here i've got this little balloon mm -hmm. you, you, you won't this is an audio only show right yeah i do cut up video so i'll make sure to try and cut this part up so yeah. the vagina is not a canal a tube we call it the birth canal and we think about it like a tube with an inside out penis but it's actually more of a balloon and the balloon gets bigger when we get turned on it expands and tents up and it has a sphincter right in the front a little the introidal sphincter that is very very sensitive and when you are pleasuring a vagina you don't want to go in and out and in and out and in and out you want to go up here back here down here over here you want to think about your penis doing all these things. And so when I tell a man the heart tongue technique, what I say is think about your penis as a beating heart that is a tongue and go in there and lick everything in there with your dick so that it all gets touched. And what we, what we like is we don't want you to rub the vaginal skin. That's not what gets us off. It's just like when a man masturbates, he's not rubbing the skin, he's rubbing below the surface. He's touching the meat of the penis. We want you to touch the meat in our womb, in our pelvic bowl. There's that urethral sponge, which is the G spot. There's the perineal sponge on the bottom. There's the pudendal nerves on the side. There's the cervical area. There's the deep space that feels really good over time to get expanded as you age, you're going to like more and more depth of sensation when women are like, oh, I don't like a big penis. I don't want, I don't want it deep inside me. She's armored mm -hmm. and she just needs loving touch, fingers, toys, penises, whatever it might be to slowly awaken that tissue and de-armor that tissue so that it can send pleasure signals to her brain so that it feels good to her. Most of our vulva is not activated. We have to activate it. We have to get the mind-body connection from our labia, our inner labia, our outer labia, our mons, our vestibule, our clitoral shaft, our clitoral tip, the clitoral hood, the vaginal sphincter, the foreshet, the perineal sponge, the urethral sponge, the cervix, the deep interior, 
all of these locations want to be activated to orgasm. And you could touch just the little labia. You could knead my labia or squeeze them a little and I would come because I've mm. activated it all. So it's your life's pursuit, Emily, is to activate all that tissue so that it's all massively orgasmic. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is literally, it's going to be one of my lifelong goals now <laughs> to make sure I activate everything Excellent. and, you know, have a very orgasmic vulva. <laughs> you bet. I have a website, orgasmiccrosstraining.com that you might be interested in. What I mm. did was I, I, I figured out that the eight types of toys, which I consider tools, not just toys. Sex toy is like such a diss. It's not a friggin' toy. It's a tool that helps you come well and have super hot sex. Like it's so important to have many different kinds. You start with one pathway mm -hmm. and then you cross train to the other ones. And these different kinds of toys help you activate different areas of your yoni, which I like Y-O-N-I, the tantric lovemaking word for the entire female urogenital system. And there's four types of toys to activate the penis prostate matrix as well. And so a, anyone who wants to let go on this orgasmic activation journey, they can slowly add in these toys over time and begin to learn how to come from all of them, then when they're with partners, they'll be so much more easily orgasmic because they've turned all that tissue on and made that mind-body connection that Dr. Nan Wise talks so much about. She put the people in the MRI machines, touched them in all these places, saw where it lit up and said, oh, we need to get all that shit lit up. <laughs> Literally, light it all up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, I would love to know, what is something that is orgasmic to you? Oh, God. What is it? I'll tell you what <laughs> I really like. I like throatgasms. Ooh, That's can you elaborate? Of course. I could come back 20 times and tell you 20 different kinds of orgasms. Yeah. It's like, but I like the throatgasms. I also like bellygasms, but I'll stick with my first thought. So our lips, our mouth, our tongue our throat, we have erectile tissue in our throat. We haven't, we have basically a second clit back there. Our throat is, is just like, uh, this is Deborah Kagan. You had her on. Yes, um, yeah. Deb taught me this, which is the larynx and the yoni, the vulva, they look this, they have the same look and mechanism. So when we begin mm -hmm to speak for our desire, when we begin to open our yoni and have pleasure, we find our voice in life. It helps us. And so the throat gasms are wonderful for kissing and um, oral pleasuring a male partner, male body, or a, um, you know, a dildo of any kind that you like that can really give you incredible orgasms. And um, they are some of my favorite because of, I'm going to say like maybe like 10 years ago, one of the things I was working on, because I'm always working on stuff too. One of the things I was working on was um, connecting what the Taoists call the hollow flute, which is your lumen. Your, it's basically your, all the sphincters of your body. It's how everything travels through you. Um, lumen is your light source, your source to God. 
and um, you have this series of sphincters that work together. And um, your vaginal sphincter is one, your anal sphincter is one, your eyes are one, you've got the esophageal, duodenal, etc. And what I was trying to do at the time was start to articulate my vagina and have orgasms all the way up it and squeeze a penis with wherever it was and create different sensations. The French call that pompoir. And at the same time, I was trying to connect my pussy with my throat. And so I was doing a lot of oral pleasuring, moving into deep throating, which I absolutely love and is so orgasmic. And I realized that when my throat would contract in orgasm and the gag reflex is the beginning of that, you overcome that mm. because, and you go on to have great orgasms. Um, when that would contract, my yoni would contract, and sometimes it would even make me ejaculate from deep throating. And so what I was trying to do was get my whole body orgasming. So I was having full body physical orgasms. And doing the deep throating was the one that helped me really go zip it all the way up so that the pleasure was just blasting out of my head. And even to this day, when I start orgasming during lovemaking, the very first orgasms that start are in my throat, even though I'm not doing anything. Before, uh, before any I'd even kiss my lover, I would start feeling the orgasms in my throat. That's where they express first for me now that I've uh, connected it all. Mm, it just goes to show our whole bodies are like it's a vessel for pleasure. Our whole body, like there is every single part we can tap into and get some pleasure out of. Yeah. And I can almost guarantee nearly 99% of the listeners have not heard of throat orgasms or that you can connect your, you know, like your vulva to your throat in a way like that. Like even I haven't, I'm a sexologist. Like <laughs> I have not heard of that. So yeah, it's so fascinating. And I'm going to have to get you on for another episode to just talk about, I feel like orgasms and our whole body. Um, Cause like, yeah, there's so much there. Um, yeah. It's amazing. So thank you. you yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on that. I feel like we've touched on so much today. Um, I am conscious of time, though, so I would love to know for, you know, myself and the listeners, where can we find more of your content? Yeah, the best place to find my content is betterlover.com. You can get on my newsletter there. This is the stuff I talk about. This is, I just send you emails about all this stuff. It's so much fun. I mean, mostly when people get on there, they're like, I've been on your list for a decade now. It's been amazing. I have a question. <laughs> and so I want to let your listeners know that if you do have a question for me about anything I talked about or didn't, and you get on my list, you can just reply to any email I send you and I get them personally and I will reply. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm now on threads. I'm also on TikTok. I'm on uh, Facebook and uh, I'm on OnlyFans. And that, they're almost all just at my name, Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. So I am findable, Emily. <laughs> Yes, I love it. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge. You have so much knowledge and it's so like, like when you're talking, you can just, you can see it so clearly that you've done so much research, so much self-exploration, have had so many experiences yourself, which I love to, you know, see. And I, you know, I can't wait to get to that point myself one day. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. <gasps> Oh! <gasps>